Bible. So we're gonna, I'm going to just dive right into this word, or I'm only going to preach to you for about 15 minutes, maybe even less tonight. Um, but I want to just uh, talk about something. I don't know. Don't clap because I said 15 minutes or less. I, uh, I, I know that uh, how many of you were here on Sunday morning and heard my dad's message? Great, great, great message. If you didn't hear it, go on to harvesttab.com and you can watch it for free, the entire thing. It's great audio and production, so you can see all that. That's already up online, so please take your time to do that. My dad um, basically addresses some of the confusion surrounding uh, the blood moons and the Shemitah and uh, all of the pr- prophecy that was leading t- people to believe that something catastrophic, world-changing event was going to happen um, September, specifically. Specifically, September 23rd. That's today. So I don't know if you guys missed it, but about the worst thing I encountered today was I had to take out the trash. So I'm not making light of it, but today was the day, and I thought, you know what? What a perfect day with all of the the prophecy and all the stuff that was being spoken that really, I, I just want to break it down and tell you it was silliness um, and uh, was a great reminder that it's time to return to the most important thing, and that is Jesus. Amen? And that's what my dad spoke about on Sunday, and so I thought, you know what? I'm going to preach um, something that kind of just kind of just a little skip and a jump from where my dad was on Sunday. Um, but I want to talk about the God of tomorrow. Yep. How many of you know that we serve a God that is not just today, that just not as in our past, but we serve a God that is in our future, that we serve a God of tomorrow. And I was thinking about, this is very simple. Your mind's not going to be blown tonight, but you're going to leave here with something that you can hold on to the rest of the week, the rest of this month, and you can change your outlook when you wake up in the morning. You can change how you look at the next day, change what you think about when you go to bed the night before. Because the difference between what we believe and the God that we serve and the gods that other people serve or, or don't serve at all, those that don't believe in God, those that don't have faith, that those that don't know Jesus as their Savior. The difference between their life and ours is oftentimes their life progressively gets worse. So there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the wages of sin is what? Death. It brings destruction and it brings death. Sometimes it's a slow death. Sometimes it's a quick death, but it brings destruction and death. And without Jesus, tomorrow is not something we look forward to. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, is just another level in the progression of the destruction and death that's in our lives. See, many people that are walking around that are on on your job, that are in your school, that you encounter in the grocery store, that have the happy face, that are smiling, they don't want tomorrow to come. See, there's a delineation here. There's a difference here because they don't really want tomorrow to come. Because tomorrow, with tomorrow comes the unseen, the unknown. It comes uh, more bills, more trouble. It comes declining health. It comes all of these things that we worry about in our future. It comes bills that we didn't anticipate. It comes uh, uncertainty in our jobs. It comes uh, relationship difficulties. Uh, Some of us are getting older. 
All of us, some of you look the same as you did 20 years ago, but some of us are getting older. And so with tomorrow comes uh, uh, something that most people don't look forward to. But the difference is the shift when you become a Christian, when you receive Jesus, is that tomorrow should always be better than today in Jesus. See, he really is the hope for tomorrow. And I pulled up some scriptures I want to read to you, and, and I want you to, if you, if you have a, your notes in your iPhone or you have a pad and paper or wherever, however you take notes, you should write these scriptures down. You don't have to write down the text. Just write down the scripture reference. And these are good things to meditate upon if you find yourself depressed at times, if you find yourself down at times. These are good things to meditate upon because I want you to learn to know God, not just as today's present help, because he is the present help when you need him. He is our present strength when we need him. He is there for us today when we need him. But he also is our hope for tomorrow. So do you know why yesterday I didn't go rack up all my credit cards and, and go just have the time of my life? Because I don't believe in a gloom and doom Christianity. I don't believe in a Christianity that prescribes to, to the awful things that are getting ready to happen. Because I serve a God that brings hope for tomorrow in my life. Now, Pastor Dan, have you not read Revelation? Do you don't believe in the tribulation? Do you don't believe that God's coming back again? You don't believe that things are going to get worse? Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe in all that. I believe that things are going to get worse. But I declare that in your life and in my life, because we serve a living God who brings hope for tomorrow and meets our needs, that tomorrow will be a better day. But what if the world's getting worse? Well, the world may be getting worse, but in my life and in your life, tomorrow's going to be a better day. That's part of the deal. Whether you know it or not, when somebody convinced you to say that little prayer that day, that's part of the deal. That's part of what you got as the deal, the exchange for your life for his. You threw away this slow declining, you know, on your way to destruction. Tomorrow is something I'm not looking forward to. If I could just make this night last. How many songs have been sung or written or poems are written about making tonight last forever? How about, if tomorrow never comes? I don't know the songs, and plus, I have no voice tonight, or most nights, but especially tonight. How about the phrase, live like there's no tomorrow? Just, we always talk about the fear of tomorrow, the fear of what would come tomorrow. I want to read these scriptures to you. Jeremiah, I don't think I sent them to you, Casey. I, I forgot. I, I forget at least one thing of service. So last week it was the children. This week it's the scriptures. But you, you should have your Bibles. Don't just rely on that up, up there. Um, Jeremiah 32. We're going to read verse 27. 32 verse 27. It says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Think about that. Is anything too difficult for me? Well, Pastor Dan, tomorrow you don't understand. Tomorrow I go to court. Tomorrow I, I find out if, 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 if um, my test comes back positive or negative. Tomorrow uh, I might find out if they're going to evict me. Or tomorrow I might find out if I don't have a job anymore. They're laying people off. Tomorrow this might happen or that might happen. Or next week this might happen or that. Or next month or I'm worried about next year. What if I don't have health insurance anymore? What about this? What about that? But I love this scripture because he says, is anything really too difficult for me. 
That's the question. Because if you're convinced wholeheartedly, 100%, that God, there's nothing that is too difficult in your life for God to bring an answer, then, then, then you shouldn't worry about tomorrow. Another scripture, uh, Isaiah uh, 43. Isaiah 43. We're going to do 18 and 19, Casey. 18 and 19. Isaiah 43. Wait till that's up there. I know I'm rapid firing them to you. Come on, Casey. Type faster. There you go. Here it comes. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. For behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Now you not be aware. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Which means you could be in a really tough spot. You could say to me, listen, I don't care what you're saying. I know what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's a desert. Tomorrow's a wilderness. Tomorrow is not fun. Today wasn't fun. Tomorrow's not going to be fun. But Jesus Christ offers you and I a river in the desert. Come on. He offers the opportunity to have a roadway in the middle of the wilderness. So he can take a really bad week, a really bad day, and the promise of tomorrow will bring something totally different, something totally not found in that, that kind of course for your life, something that is, that is unexpected that will blow your mind, that, that his loving kindness is so overwhelming in your life that he can prove it to you through what tomorrow brings. And I thought about this. I have a couple of scriptures, but I thought about this. What are you declaring over your tomorrow? Think about that. What do you think about for your tomorrow? Do you actually go to bed at night and believe that tomorrow is going to be better? Some of us do. Some of us don't. I wonder what would just happen if just for 30 seconds, I mean, I'm not talking about three hours, 30 seconds before you finally laid your head down on that pillow. You just said to the Lord, Lord, I know that you're the God of tomorrow. And I know I've got some stuff tomorrow that seems to be difficult. But you promised to be my hope for tomorrow. So Lord, I'm going to trust you with tomorrow. And then I wonder what would change. Is it that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. God wants to know if you will trust him enough. See, this is the faith test. It's easy, it's, it's easy to trust God with the $5 in my pocket, right? Because I got it in my hand. Maybe six. But the future is what scares people the most. It's what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen the next day. Second Chronicles twenty seventeen says this. It says you do not need you need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Now come on, think about if you woke up tomorrow morning. With this scripture on your mind. You woke up every morning the rest of this year with this scripture on your mind. And you walked out the door not full of fear, not full of worry, not dismayed, not, not fretting, not full of uh, angst. But you walked out the door and thought to yourself, today, I, I read the scripture last night. It said, tomorrow, when I go out to face them, whoever them is, whatever situation it is, the, the Lord will be with me. 
Well, this is just this is just elementary stuff you're preaching tonight, Pastor Dan. It's just I learned this in Sunday school. We'll live it. Live it. We need to learn that God is the hope for tomorrow. We need to learn that when we wake up in the morning that God is with us. We need to really believe that God has our back. We really, we really need to believe that he wholeheartedly wants to bless us. We really need to get rid of the stinking theology that thinks that God is out to punish us for everything we've ever done wrong in our past and that he's not with us because we have not somehow earned the right for him to be with us. The truth of the matter is when you receive Jesus, you got a stalker. Tweet that. <laughs> you, got, you got somebody who will not let go of you, who will not stop following you around. You can ignore him. You can turn your back on him. You can run, but you cannot hide. Because Jesus is with you. With salvation comes the promise that God is with you, that he goes where you go, that he's with you through everything that you face, every struggle that you face, God is with you. I have to finish up because I'm running out of time. But I want to finish with this. The story, this quick story of Job. Many of you know the story of Job. But I want to read to you where Job was in his life. This is Job's words. You ready for this? And then we're going to finish. It's 8.38, so we're fine. (laughs) Listen to this. This is Job. Is not man forced to labor on earth? Are not as days like the days of a hired man, as a slave who pants for the shade, as a hired man who eagerly waits for his wages. So am I allotted months of vanity and nights of trouble are appointed me. When I lay down, I say, when shall I arise? But the night continues. I'm continuously tossing until dawn. My flesh is closed with worms and a crust of dirt. My skin hardens and runs. I'm going to keep reading this, but this is a guy in the middle of the night that is not looking forward to tomorrow because of what he's facing. He's like, I toss and turn all night. The night seems like it lasts forever. I just, I just, I don't want to keep living this way. I just don't want to wake up and repeat this cycle in my life. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle come to the end without hope. Remember that my life is but breath. My eye will not again see good. The eye of him who sees me will behold me no longer. In other words, I'm really ugly now. (laughs) That's a really fancy way of saying you're ugly. If you ever have trouble telling somebody they're ugly, you can say it this way. (laughs) You can just say, my eyes will no longer behold you. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) When When a cloud vanishes, it is gone. So he who goes down uh, to Sheol does not come up. He will not return again to his house, nor will his place know him anymore. Therefore, I will restrain my mouth. Let's, let's just skip down. So, let's the uh, 14. Then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me by visions, so that my soul would choose suffocation, death rather than my pains. I waste away. I will live forever. Leave me alone, for my days are but a breath. What is man that you magnify him, that you are concerned about him, that you examine him in every morning and try him in every moment? Will you, ever, will you never... Will you, 
will you never turn your gaze away from me, nor let me alone until I swallow my spittle? Have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of men? Why have you set me as your target, so that I am burdened to myself? Why then do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I lie down in the dust, and you will seek me, but I will not be. This guy is having a bad day. He's having a bad month or a bad year. Bad. He is in rough shape. And this continues on, his anguish that he's, he's, he's talking here about what he's experiencing and his despair. And he even is like, Lord, you've forsaken me. You don't care about me. Look at the shape. I mean, he's, he's, he's so, he's, he's like this close to just totally turning his back on God altogether. He hangs on to some small promise that God has given to him, but he's really, really close to just blowing everything because he's so far gone. I mean, everything that could go wrong to death in his family and, 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 and disease and, and his fortune was gone and everything that he had was stripped away from him. Here's a man who's having a really, really, really bad time. Incomparable to anything you and I have ever been through. This is the worst of the worst. The, the only thing left is his life. And even that is fading away. He said, I'm in so much pain, I'd rather die. But I love this because the promise of God, even through all of this, still stands. If you, if you read down, you keep going. It's pretty depressing. You're like, okay, this is enough of this. And you keep reading on to the next chapter. At the end of the next chapter, finally, it comes. In, in Job 8, 21 and 22, it says, Yet he will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. And those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tent of the wicked will be no longer. Now, this is what the promise of God is. The promise of God is this. No matter what you're going through or facing in your life, if you hold on to his promise in your life, that tomorrow will be a better day. That's what the promise is here. The promise is if you hold on to the promise of God in your life, if you hold on to that promise, the beautiful thing that God brings to us is that tomorrow, because he's the God of hope, the God of tomorrow, that when tomorrow comes, you don't have to worry about it, but it will be a better day. And that, folks, is why we are so in love with Jesus, because we have a hope that even when all the prophets are saying the world's coming to an end, even when everything looks terrible in the Middle East or in Syria or wherever else, in North Korea or China, even when the, the, you know, the, the things just seem to be falling apart and videos are surfacing of, of terrible, heinous acts and whatever is going on, we know that through it all, if we hold on to the promise of God, that tomorrow will come and it will be a better day. Stand to your feet. When you wake up tomorrow, I want you to think about that God is with me. He is with me. Through salvation, he is with me. 
And so when you, when you wake up tomorrow morning, I want you to, to take time out to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I know that you're with me. Today is going to be better than yesterday. And I promise you this Christian walk, although it has its ups and downs, I promise you that every day you will, you will learn to love God more. You'll learn to trust him more. And every day will be a new day in the horizon of your life. And all things will pass away and all things will become new in your life. And that is the promise of salvation for you and I. Whether you've been saved for 30 years, you've been saved for three minutes. That's the promise of God in our lives. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We're going to pray and then we're going to let you go. 844, right on time. We love you. God, we just thank you that you're the God of tomorrow, the God of hope. Lord, through it all that you're with us, through it all that you're with us, Jesus. And Lord, as we leave this building, as we go to sleep tonight, let us truly believe in our heart of hearts, Lord, at the center of who we are, that tomorrow will be a better day and that with you, God, that we have a hope to face whatever comes tomorrow. And Lord, I just ask for hope to be renewed in those that have lost hope. Lord, for for rivers to spring up in the desert, for pathways to spring up, Lord, in the wilderness. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning. We have a great guest speaker Sunday morning. Some of you know him, but he'll be here with us Sunday.